Welcome to Pedro Pascal, a Pedro Pascal podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel Leishman. I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. And we are here this week with a lot of news, but also to talk about the short film by Pedro Almodovar titled A Strange Way of Life. You or know. as we know it, I Love You Smooching Cowboys. The correct title. That's the actual title. Um, we we had a meeting with Pedro and Pedro about it, but they said no. But it's the real title. Yes, yeah, Sony was like, I think we're going to stick with the filmmakers on this one. Bad decision by Sony, honestly. Should have been listening to us. <laughs> We got it on our merch. It works. It just works. So true. But there's also, before we get into the movie, there's a lot of news. It's been a time for Pedro Pascal. Katrina, do you want to kick us off with some of the news? Yeah. The news. That's the way the news goes. The news is that, let's kick it off with like the, the most obvious and popular piece of news. Pedro is officially going to play Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four wouldn't it have been funny if I chose something else and you still put up the Fantastic Four image? Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, on, on Valentine's Day, Pedro and I believe the rest of the cast, I didn't look at anybody yeah. else. Yeah, you know, uh, it's Pedro is Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby is Sue Storm, love Joseph her. Quinn is Johnny Storm, and Eben Mas Akarak, you know, cousin, is Ben Grimm. AKA the thing. Yeah. And we had a discussion about this like earlier and how I don't like Reed Richards as a character. So I'm really interested in this. I know. I know. We almost had a podcast breakup, yeah. but we're still here, folks. We're getting through it. We're, we're going to therapy. Because <laughs> we're Reed Richards. <laughs> But you know what? I if there's anyone who could sell me on it, it, it'd be him. You know, I'm I've got high hopes. I really love Vanessa Kirby. She really held down that Napoleon movie for me. So, <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot. Like I, a, a Sue Storm is also historically a character that I just don't care about, and so. I think it's really fun that like we we have these talented actors bringing these characters to life. Uh, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are being they they were like, no, it's not that great. It's just like popular people. I'm like, no, I think every single one of those people will do a great job with the character that they were cast in. Yeah. So yes, they're all popular people, but they're also pretty good casting choices for these characters. And this movie is supposed to take place like in the past or in the future. Because, like, I keep hearing, like, oh, it's, like, retro 1950s, but then I hear, like, it's the Jetsons, and I'm like, but the Jetsons are from the future. The future being 1950. Yeah, Um, mid-century modern future, I guess. That I do not know. But because Pedro did get caught, get caught did get cast as Reed Richards. Richards. Um, He is no longer going to be in the Zack Kreger movie Weapons. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is upsetting for me, someone who loves Barbarian. And I was very excited to see how they were going to use Pedro's fame to kind of subvert our expectations. Because that's what Zach Kreger did with both Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long in Weapons. Mm-hmm. Or not in not in Weapons, in Barbarian. So it, I am a little upset that he's not going to be in Weapons now. But Josh Brolin might take over. And that's nice because Josh Brolin's never done a horror movie before. But I wanted to see Pedro do horror. Which leads into the other big news thing from this week. He talked about how much he loved horror movies during the Vanity Fair cover shoot that he is in. Huzzah! Yeah, that uh, preview was released this week. There he is, standing with Padme Amidala and two Rocket other women. Yep, exactly. Rocket Raccoon and Coleman Domingo, um, who really, we shouldn't be adding a character for him. He's just that stellar. He's just Coleman so. Domingo. He's, he got his own little show with cocktails that he makes. Like, here's some fictional characters, and here's Coleman Domingo, who is... Talented and beautiful. Yeah, I I loved that shot. Like, 
it 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 made my start my inner Star Wars fan happy that like Padme was standing next to the Mandalorian. But I also just enjoyed, yeah, look at that. Oh boys. The boys. It just looks like a very fun shoot. And then like, oh yeah, and he's in a, a movie coming out uh this week at the time of this recording. Um, known as Drive Away Dolls, where he effectively is uh, Mads Mikkelsen in the Bitch Better Have My Money video, except more bloody. Sort of. So he's the dealer, um, and he's a very anxious dealer of a case. Mm-hmm. I will not spoil what is in the case, but it's pretty crazy. Pretty wild. He's yeah, I'm excited like, for that one. Yeah, and he's going to be in another movie. Jesus, so many news facts. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very excited about. We're going to have more episodes. Yeah, we're going to have more episodes because he is in a Celine song movie, you know, mm-hmm. like writer of past lives. So can't wait to cry. Mm-hmm. Opposite Dakota Johnson and Chris Evans. Woohoo. Wait, oh, it's going to be a rom com. Oh, my rom-com. goodness. The rom com set here. In oh, New a New York rom com. It's perfect. We honestly, you know what? Growing up in the 90s, we had a lot of New York rom coms. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have enough of either New York or rom-coms in movies, in my opinion. So I agree. I'm excited. It's going to be cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's the news, right? Is that all the news? I think that, that's that's what I wrote down. That's the news well, I wrote down. It's Barry Keoghan. Andrew Pascal's Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. He's in a new Celine song movie. He was in the he was on the Vanity Fair Hollywood cover shoot and Drive Away Dolls comes out. Boo! Yay! Nailed it. Yeah. Well, and That's, no longer uh, in weapons. Yeah. So this next couple of years is already shaping up to be pretty pretty busy for us. Uh, I'm I'm excited uh, for all of it. So because you know we've got we've got all of that and then oh and then uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu is going to start shooting mm-hmm. what in next in summer. Or am I confusing my... It's going to start shooting soon. It'll happen, and we will know it. <laughs> hmm Yep. And then at some point, he'll probably go in and finish the movie in ADR. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, see. Uh... Like very he'll send in his little voice memos. <laughs> voice memos. <laughs> It'll, it's, it's gonna, oh man, I just, I, now I am visualizing what, like, voice notes from Pedro Pascal would be like, where it's just like, line, (laughs) bring you in warm, or you'll bring you in gold. Yep. (laughs) Exclamation mark. I just like, just one of those voice notes that, like, you get from your friend where they're like, so, yeah, I wanted to tell you something, and then they just stop and, like, cough up a storm, and they're like, oh, anyway. <laughs> oh, so the vo- I can't get into voice memos. Anytime, every time I get one, I'm like, I don't want to spend two minutes listening to this. Dude, I sent, okay, I sent one of my best friends uh, last week, like, a 10-minute voice note, because I just, I had to, re- I had to recap something wild, and I didn't want to sit there and, like, write an essay, so it was just like, welcome to my mini podcast, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, and then your phone accidentally locks, and then it just stops playing the voice memos. He had to literally like hold on to the message and like listen all the way through it to like catch up on my drama. Um, but that's why my bestie is a cancer, um, because he'll listen to it. Hi, Boba. Boba's making a special appearance for those who are listening because he wanted attention. So now Boba is on the show. Hi, Boba. Hi, Boba. That leads into us talking about the film of this week. Woo-hoo-hoo. A St. Laurent ad. Basically. 
Is this is this Saint Laurent as in like Eve Saint Laurent or is it just okay? Because I, I was confused. There was no Y in the YSL. So a strange way of life, the film, a film by Pedro Almodovar, which is quote unquote his response to Brokeback Mountain and his take on the story. It's like a soft response. It's like a, a, a buried in the comment section of Brokeback Mountain kind of response. Like you find it on a forum twenty years later, and you're like, oh, that's what that guy said. Here's the thing. I didn't dislike this movie. I think it's really good. It is just a short film mm. that you are equating to the same love story as like Brokeback Mountain. And it's not, it's different, but it mm. does feel like the criticisms where people said it felt like as Eve St. Laurent had are not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this movie, I don't know. We were so excited for it. Because again, I love you smooching cowboys. We were expecting some freaking smooching cowboys. And like, I just, I feel like it just didn't have enough time. There's like a moment in this movie where like they just sit there and recap their lives through words. Um, it's just full exposition. And they're like fighting, which is my my like least favorite way to do exposition because it's like, don't you remember when we were young and we spent two months together? I remember it was 60 days. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> It was 59. It was a leap year. <laughs> oh my god. So so yeah, do, do you do you want to do uh our our special synopsis of this movie oh, just boy. to catch people up? I could try. Um, <laughs> You're so good at it. You could do it. I watched this to do the review and I said I got it. <laughs> Did not rewatch the movie. It is about Silva, Pedro Pascal and Jake Ethan Hawke who Come back together because Pedro Pascal's son is up to some shit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is a sheriff. A cab, even Ethan Hawke. And he is like, Silva, what the fuck? And so then, like, they go, Silva gets shot, question mark? Question mark. Wait, huh? What happens to Silva? Doesn't Silva get... Who gets no, 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 no. Okay, so so basically, like, Silva rides into town um, unannounced. He and Ethan Hawke's character, Jake, have not seen each other for 25 years. And 25 years ago, they basically dated for, like, two months. They, like, hang out... They hung out with some women and stuff, but, like, they were... They don't... No, no, they didn't care. What happened was they both were like, come on, ladies, let's go shoot some wine barrels. Mm-hmm. And then the wine's pouring, they're drinking, the ladies are off to the side, and these two are like, yeah, wine, 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 and then just start making out, and the girls are like, yeah, bye, and they yeah. just leave. And then they, like, they're, like as they're making out, and this is totally where, like, the Yves Saint Laurent, like, criticism comes in, because, like, as they're making out, there are, like, close-up shots of, like, their clothes and their belts and stuff, and, like, they try to reach under each other's, like, pants and stuff, but, like, I guess their holsters are too big, and, like, they can't get their hands. <laughs> Because it's like a really awkward, like, I'm trying to get in there, man. I just, it's too, your belt is too tight. Well, also, I'm just not thinking about undoing your belt. This is mixed with the wine, like, having poured all over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like they're covered in red wine while this is happening. Yeah, yeah. So That's it's later like... in the movie. That, that is nowhere, <laughs> like, I, I, I have to give this movie, because it is a short film, I have to give this movie credit that if it was a feature-length film, we maybe wouldn't have had to have exposition that is like, mm-hmm. here's everything that you need to know about our relationship kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, so Silver rides into town. He uh, shows up at Jake's, like, sheriff office. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, that's it. It's the sheriff's office, the police sheriff. department. <laughs> 
and and he's like hey what's up and jake is like i haven't seen you forever and he's like yeah you want to make out and then they like go, they don't he doesn't really say that but he implies that like do you want to make out and so they go like back to jake's place at the end of the day and they like do the deed and like all that stuff and then the next morning they wake up and they have an argument because uh that is the moment we find out jake reveals that silva's son uh killed jake's brother's wife i'm getting there <laughs> and then and then we get more exposition about how jake promised his dad that he'd protect his brother and then when his brother died he promised his brother that he'd protect his brother's wife and and apparently uh silva's son has been like had been like shacking up with the wife and like also jake shacked up with the wife at some point and like all this stuff that i would have rather like seen rather than heard but Basically, Silva has come into town to try and plead um, uh, for, like, freedom for his son, who is ultimately going to get, like, tried and shot um, for the murder of a woman. And and Jake doesn't want anything to do with it. So, like, ultimately, after they have that fight and we see a little flashback, Silva rides off on his horse to go to his ranch where his no good, two-bit, dirty son is, like, sitting. so mean to him when he gets there. <laughs> I know it's like trying to save your ass seriously little 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 jerk um so his son like is a little brat and silva gives us some money and he's like run off to this other guy he's gonna give you a job you can just like be free but jake follows him there and then they have like they have this standoff that reminds me of that one that one like meme from the office where like all three of like Dwight, <laughs> like, like Dwight and and Steve Carell and them are like it's Dwight Pam and Michael and they're all like yeah and they're all like holding like little on. gun fingers out to each other so like yeah so Silva's there with his shotgun and Silva's like son is there yeah <laughs> Silva's son is there with a gun, and then Jake is there with a gun, and they're all pointing at each other. Oh, um, wait, so I remember, th- you guys explained everything that I got up to, the only thing I was like, one of them gets shot, and the other one has to take care of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so shot. there's like a scuffle, and then uh, Silva uh, shoots Jake, because Jake is about to shoot Silva's son. So Silva's son gets to ride off into the sunset. Oh, look at them. They're so sad. <laughs> Uh, and, and then, um, in order to like stop Jake from killing his son, Silva shoots Jake, like not in a very great spot, honestly, like I really, in the old West, I was like, I think someone would have died from where he got shot. He got shot like right in the pancreas. No, he got nursed, nursed. He got nursed nursed back to health from his boyfriend of 59 days from two decades ago. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. That's totally healthy. And then his boyfriend is like, oh, it'd be so great if you just lived here at my ranch with me. Sorry for shooting you. <laughs> yeah, it's really like... <laughs> Roll credits. The stakes of that scene could not be higher. Yeah. And then the shooting happens and then they're like, wouldn't this be nice? Wouldn't this be nice? <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> I know I shot you in the kidneys, but like, wouldn't don't you want to stay here and on the run? Like, you want to clean up horse shit with me? <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the plot hole points, plot holes, whatever, would go completely like I wouldn't care mm-hmm. if there was a monochrome more of smooching. Yeah, yeah. I think the like we talked a little bit about this uh, before the show, but like the only real like fan service we we get, and you know I don't watch movies for fan service, but you know I was promised kissing in this movie. I was promised Brokeback Mountain in this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, 
watching Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal kiss against that wall when Michelle Williams sees them. Mm-hmm. Top- Intense. Amazing. Top tier. Top romance. Nothing tops it. Mm-hmm. And so when I was promised that, I had my expectations were up here mm-hmm. on the love front. What? Okay. Do you? Okay. I kind of want to do a Padre Pascal version of this movie now that we just call I Love You Smooching Cowboys. But okay. But before we get it's to that. Before, wait, it's yeah. our answer to the Brokeback Mountain version of A Strange Way of Life. Yes. Our Brokeback Mountain version. Our answer to Pedro's answer. <laughs> To Brokeback Mountain is I Love You Smooching Cowboys. But before we get to this, I do want to say there is a piece of fan service in there, or two pieces if you count both cheeks. Um, Pedro's butt is a bear in this film, and I was very surprised. You I don't think I've ever seen... You know how he's laying? Just like that. Just like his Joel butt piece. He just like I guess he just sleeps like that, which Sleep. cannot be he's very... Good. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like... His pose reminded me of like, you know, when Marty McFly wakes up in the 50s and the he's back. Yeah, and he's like, having, like, having just sat through Back to the Future, the musical, yes, I know exactly. <laughs> we just listened to that soundtrack. That's great. Um, well, yeah. Katrina, you're canceled. <laughs> you called it a soundtrack. Hey, I don't live in New York City, okay? It doesn't matter. It's called a cast recording. It's okay. Theater. Whatever. Anyway, um, I dropped out of theater when I was in high school. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. So we get like full booty in this. And I was genuinely surprised because like I just I didn't expect him to have like a hairless butt. I just I don't know. I've Do I've dated a lot. Do you think that was an Eve St. Laurent? Yeah, I feel like that was an aesthetic choice because I don't think that's I'm as someone who has unfortunately dated a lot of men by choice. I just I've never seen a bare booty on a man. Okay, I've never seen a hairless butt on a man. (laughs) Exactly, Boba. Exactly. I've got a giant hairless ass. Yeah. Here's the thing. The hairless ass, pretty great. There are moments of them being in love that are pretty great. Yeah. Well, but it is the movie is very melodramatic which is the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a stylistic choice but it doesn't lean hard enough one way or the other to like fully be the thing that it wants mm-hmm. to and i think that's the problem yeah yeah the swings were just not big enough and mm-hmm. unfortunately because of the nature of the, sh- the short film we it suffered because of all that exposition you know like it just it just didn't hit the way i was i was really hoping it would and it's like but like we said it goes from like the most high stakes thing possible to like Jake recovering and then them being like, wouldn't it be nice if we like live together? <laughs> no kind of. <laughs> You're like, yeah, sure. Hey, okay. what was going on though? I mean, is there anything? Um, is there anything? And I say this as a as a queer person myself. Is there anything more homosexual than shooting someone and then asking them to U-Haul to your ranch? I don't know. I would just I I pass that baton. To you. There isn't. There isn't. There just isn't. Okay. You just like they they had like a full day's date and then they decided to move in together and that's that's quintessentially queer. Twice. That was my room. That was my Roomba Larry. He was chiming in. <laughs> Mine is named Rosie. <laughs> yeah, mine's Larry. So when he does something bad, we yell at him. We're like, Larry. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'm always like, Rosie, get it together when she goes on tile. I'm just like, come on, lady. <laughs> it's not what you're um, here for. Yeah, it is just like wild. 
the way that mm-hmm. this movie kind of like sets up their relationship. And I feel like you you could have fixed a lot of it by having that, like you said, showing us that exposition. Mm-hmm. Give me the wine scene a lot earlier in this movie. Yes. Like there are things that you could have done that would make this less me trying to figure out what was going on and wondering why all of a sudden the tone was different in every single scene. And yeah. More like, oh, this is a really good love story. I I wish we were here longer, but it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, I definitely wish there was, like, more setup. I wish, like, like, in a long, like, a feature film length thing, I could picture, like, Silver riding into town. And then we cut back to, like, his younger self, who is also riding into town. And when Silva goes to Jake's, we have the immediate flashback to them meeting. And when they first see each other versus mm-hmm. where they are now. Because it's, it like, that's kind of how I see this story going, is, like, it's two love stories in one at different points of the, in their lives. And I just feel like there wasn't enough room in this film to do that. I agree. So, uh, so that's how we feel about strange way of life we we should do i feel like we should do full movie pitches but like that's when we get to like our patreon era because i don't feel like we have enough energy right now yes we just just remake movies we don't like um but we just do it back and forth here on the podcast one to be clear i don't dislike this movie i just feel like there was a lot of more potential that it could have had absolutely absolutely Um, and i feel like i was like oh well that's kind of disappointing because it's like it was hyped up so much that I was like, okay, my expectations are high. And I didn't completely follow through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so that's strange way of life, folks. Uh, you can get it on like YouTube for three bucks. Yep. That's it. (laughs) Here's the boys. (laughs) Oh, what a shot. What a shot. When it's like, because you have these, two actors who are playing younger them and they use them for just that one scene that one scene too and it's like i don't know i i I, the casting too just kind of like doesn't it didn't work for me um but whatever or the casting of their younger selves i Mm. mean uh just didn't really work for me they were i mean great actors and stuff but like i don't know that guy looks like that dude um you're gonna get mad at me that guy there are five dudes on here (laughs) the younger silva Looks like what would happen if they put like like maybe not even Pedro's face, but like like he looks like oh he looks like like a Latino Darren Chris. He does. He looks like Darren Chris. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand or recognize men very well. But like he looks. <laughs> I think I'm going to like, go with that option. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look anything like Pedro to me, which whatever, you know, at the end of the day, it's art. So it doesn't really matter if he doesn't look the same. Like I, for as little as I understand Broadway, I also understand like blind casting very well. So like if freaking people look radically different from when they're children to, to like grownups, like I saw the Frozen musical, like, you know, they cast like whoever's good at those roles in those roles. So like that's that's fine with me but like it just also just didn't work i don't know that guy that dude looks like he belongs in the yves saint laurent ad where whereas pedro next to him just looks like some guy and i will say ethan's younger self does look he does look a lot like like no he looks like an abercrombie and fitch (laughs) from 2004 like these are clearly models that they hired for the film yeah. and i'm sure it's what, yeah <laughs> and this is not to say this is not to say that but yeah this is not to say that ethan hawk and pedro pascal are not attractive men but like 
there's just a difference. Okay. People whose their career is modeling and actors. Mm -hmm. Radical difference. Radical difference. And you can even kind of feel that like, like in in pretty models just have to be beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. I just, yeah. But you know, I mean, Pedro, Pedro's great in, uh, in this film. He, He does, his best and he and he right he he's the one riding the horse too i like i looked real close and that's not a stunt double it's him he's riding the horse so wait hold um, on i like that he goes to see his ex-boyfriend in a fucking green denim jacket (laughs) i'm like that is not like i all these clothes man are just like there's no way that that was the old west okay again calling back to the back to the future if pedro showed up in that at a bar like Buford Tannen would kill him. Why are you talking specifically about Back to the Future Three? <laughs> yes, he looks like when Marty showed up in his little pink cowboy outfit with like the molecules on it. Like that, I guess. <laughs> I have like a whole thing to say about that outfit because it has like scientific symbols all just, over it. That I'm like, you were just waiting for your opportunity. It had nothing <laughs> to do with this movie. You were just like, here's my chance to bring up the costume of Back to the Future 3. I'm <laughs> but what do it. The point I'm getting to is that those clothes and the clothes used throughout this film are far too modern for the era that they are setting it in. Like, like you don't show up to the Old West in a bright green jacket. I'm sorry. Or, if you walked into a fucking... I'm sorry. This freaking... plot is at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> It is, and their jeans fit just so well, and like, it just—it's just not—it's not—it's not era appropriate clothing. It is. Trina would know. She was there at the bar when Marty McFly <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a hat. Rachel, almost nobody wore a hat in this movie. Their hair was too perfectly coiffed. <laughs> Which is not period appropriate. Everyone had nice teeth. (laughs) (laughs) All those men were losing their hair back in the wild west. They should they should have had adults on. Where did they get the hair gel for this movie? It's not era appropriate. Where was your curl talk? (laughs) Where was it? It's look, it's just not. It's just that's not how clothes work. Um yeah, how many ascots were in this movie? I didn't know <laughs> a lot. A, a substantial amount. Like, I didn't even notice. Okay, in Fred, the scene... Fred from Scooby-Doo would have the time of his fucking life. In the scene where they're, like, drinking the wine, I didn't even notice their ascots until they started making out. And then their ascots That's were, good. like, out there. I mean, I see it now, but, like, then they were, like, out there, and it was just, like... Wait, 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 wait. Here it is. How many belts do they have on? They have... So, Belt on. They have two each. Well, they have like belts on top of holsters, and that's why they had so much trouble trying to get to each other's willy waggers. Is that how holsters work? Yeah, yeah. Holsters have to have a separate thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that you- that is that is accurate. It's not the holsters are probably not era appropriate either because nobody carried around that many bullets. That's just a lot. But yes, the holster is a separate piece from your belt. The holster does yeah. not hold up your pants. Yes. It holds up your gun. It's different. I mean, Rachel, if you want to see, watch Back to the Future 3. I've seen it. I didn't pay this much attention. <laughs> the holsters are separate. There's, I mean, 
you know, or an old West film that also works. You yeah, know, you like know what? I realize the hottest uh, gun situation is is when they have the suspender thing on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so they they have a little vest that they like pull the guns out of their little boobies. No, it's when they like it's just the t-shirt. It's basically what Mark Ruffalo is wearing in Zodiac, where it's just like <laughs> t-shirt, his like gun holster the whole time. Oh my god! Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone looked very great in this movie, but maybe it was just too great, you know? Like they all look like they showered and that they drank like you know clear is? water that was filtered. This movie looks like Westworld's version of the Wild West. Yes. Like if Ben Barnes rolled up, I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. There's like indoor plumbing in this version of the Wild West. <gasps> yeah, because you have to take care of your boyfriend that you just shot <laughs> like the bathtub was so nice too i'm like how like i understand you're the sheriff but like you don't have like a big town around you this isn't like a mainland western town they actually they live in like one of those how they live on like in pemberley they live in one of those oh, oh my god i don't know what those houses are going but the big ass houses in jane austen stories yes yeah 100 <laughs> percent Oh my god. Yeah, so that's that strange way of life. Literally when we started we finished explaining this movie, I was like, oh, this episode's gonna be short, it's only gonna be 20 minutes long. And then we talked for almost <laughs> 20 minutes about the fucking costumes. I just it just doesn't work, man. Like about costuming. <laughs> you were like, why is he in a green jacket? <laughs> you can't I just walk around the wild west with a bright green jacket on. Yeah, that'll work out for you. With white teeth, all sorts of... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, what are you going to say? That's hot? <laughs> Not Gucci, Issa Laurent. What if, what if having to <laughs> up with each other is that one of them went, this is just too woke for me? <laughs> oh my god, no. Oh. The idiots who say the X Men are too woke for them now. Oh my God! Oh Jesus! I oh, the way my eyes rolled back into my head when I read that—it's, it's just—and it's always the same idiots. Like, oh, Star Trek is woke now. I'm like, like, what are you? Where have you been? Like, it's, it started that way. It's always been this way. It's like that freaking. It just always reminds me of like that meme of like the two astronauts where like one of them is holding the gun to like the back of the other one's head, and it's like. Has this always been this woke? Or like, or you know, one of them would be saying like, X Men is so woke now, and the other one's just like holding the gun to the back of his head, like always was. Why are they astronauts? I don't know. That's just how the freaking meme goes, Rachel. I'm gonna look it up now because it's stuck on the astronaut part of it. <laughs> That's just how it is. I'm gonna show you this meme right now, listeners. You can look up this. It's literally I just googled astronaut meme. Why are you they can astronauts? see the meme. This way, it's the it's the it's this meme, Rachel. I don't know why they're astronauts. Don't ask me. I didn't make the choice. First of all, you wouldn't be floating. Where are they from? What was that? <laughs> they're just there. They're there in front of uh, Patagonia. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> no. Oh this is like one of the oldest memes in like modern internet like i anyway i'm glad i got to introduce you so basically usually the the astronaut in the front he's like has blah like oh blah is blah now like 
X-Men is woke now. And then the one in the back says, always has been. And then he's got that gun. Anyway. I like that yeah. he will dream of this meme. That astronaut in the back fully shoots him. <laughs> no well in that image doesn't say Ben. I didn't make the beam up. I didn't He's saying nowhere in that image does it say bang, but you said Pew. so in your vision for this meme, that makes homicide. I just want to edit it now so that it has like Ethan Hawk and Pedro hey. Pascal's heads. No, you should like... do it with like the bang. <laughs> Oh my god. Just like and then like like Pedro or Ethan Hawk goes like, so your son is a slut now, and then Pedro Pascal is in the back, like always has been. Well, it should be like it be Pedro Pascal standing there and being like, Isn't my green jacket in <laughs> And Ethan Hawk's like, it never was. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, Ooh. guys, you know what this means? <laughs> It is time for <clears throat> stash, 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 the stash on everybody's lips is gonna be trolls. Oh y'all. Uh we're gonna start with good old producer Ashley's for this week. Fun little tea looking good girls look. Getting great. Thank you, Coco. Mm-hmm. Just smiling and all happy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go. I picked this one because I would think something. Everyone's saying Pedro Pascal, Coleman Domingo, buddy cop picture when. What's wrong with you? They should be boyfriends. Yeah. Stop it's trying to rom- make everything about cops. It's a rom-com. Yes. They will smooch. One of them is a real estate agent and the other one is a novelist. Who do you think is a fucking real estate agent? I think Pedro is the real estate agent and Coleman Domingo is a novelist and and they meet up during um uh Easter break. It's an Easter movie on Hallmark. And, and no, yeah, I and, and, and Pedro is a cynic. And he's like, I don't want to be in my small town for Easter, but I have to because my mom is dying. on? Coleman Domingo is in town. He's from New York. He's a novelist, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're both in town and they both coincidentally live in New York, but they've never met in New York City um, because it's, you know, little city, big city. I don't know. It's hard to run across people there. Until you don't want to, and then you run across people there, um, and they meet there, and then they fall in like in love, but they're like enemies to lovers, right? Because um, uh, because Pedro is like, oh my god, the real estate here is like so cheap, I could sell so many of these houses, but like one of them is like one that like Coleman Domingo's family owned or something, and so he's like, don't buy my family family's house. Then they like kiss, and Pedro Pascal is like, I won't do it. In fact, I quit real estate. I'm going to be a house husband. And then <laughs> Coleman Domingo's novel sells for a million dollars. And then they live happily ever after with Maybe two houses. A million dollars in today's <laughs> industry. A million dollars in today's industry. That's why uh, they have to have the small town house and then the New York apartment because those actually cost just about the same. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, you're going to vote. <laughs> the whole thing Katrina just said, or my pitch. Which okay. Coleman Domingo is a professor at NYU. He teaches English. 
Mm -hmm. Pedro is a novelist who Mm -hmm. thinks institutions are rigged and school is pointless. And so he's writing a book exploring that. And he has to go and shadow these classes to kind of get the feel for it. And he starts by like pushing back at these ideals that Coleman is teaching. Mm -hmm. And eventually the two fall in love. That's all. That's my pitch. So you vote between real estate agent, writer, who are going to live on a million dollars and own two properties, enemies to lovers. I think we know who the winner is. They're both enemies to lovers. You ruin enemies to lovers. I wrote one for Hallmark specifically, and you wrote one for, like, Paramount Plus. Okay? Like, that's the difference. I'm just saying I'm respected. Okay, we'll see about that viewers you'd let us know <laughs> and right. the and mine would have a really cool soundtrack <laughs> oh and my god what's that, what's that one that one song where it's like shrek yeah <laughs> yes yes that would be like the montage where like they're arguing and they're having their enemies to lovers transition. Again, guys, you can vote. <laughs> Mine is simple. Katrina's includes a song from Shrek. <laughs> Mine is called a Verdant Easter. Katrina, show them what your freaking special week. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I can't breathe. Um <laughs> So my stash is also a very happy Pedro. He's just happy. He's just smiling. He looks oh scared by your idea that you just pitched. Oh, I'm gone. Look around the world, pretty baby. <laughs> What's the problem, baby? <laughs> the problem, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe you're in the flow. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, but he looks so happy. He's just like, ha ha, yay! And he's again, wore fantastic curls by Coco, so wonderful. I love it. And he's got this like little leather collar. I just, it's a good, uh-huh. good, good little composition. Wouldn't find that in the old west. Yo, that, 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 that with the plaid. That's at the top of his plaid shirt. Between <laughs> oh. all the people where they can find. <laughs> You can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for Oh Katrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. Uh, I am on a Star Wars tabletop RPG show called An Unwavering Force, um, which releases episodes pretty weekly. And then I have another, what, two podcasts? Jesus. One of them is relaunching soon. It's called What's Glup? We talk about everyone's favorite Glup shittos from Star Wars. And then the other one is called In the Cantina. With Katrina, where we also talk about hyperfocuses, but more in, in a more general sense about Star Wars. So anyway, where can, where can they find you, Rachel? You can find me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter, at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram and TikTok. You can read my work at the Mary Sue and Collider, and you can listen to my other podcast, The Fordcast and Sib- Cinema Sibs. Woo-hoo! I don't feel bad about having three podcasts now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, tweet at us. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.